Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back, beautiful mamas. I have a treat for you today. This is an interview with a mama that came into my world a number of years ago, turned up at one of my events with a tiny baby in her arms, her third child, and connected with me and what I was talking about in such an amazing way. Over the coming few years, she has done many of my programs. We have met on a couple of occasions now, and she has... I believe, epitomized what matrescence is really about. Through questioning her beliefs, through honoring what she was feeling, through bravely looking at the family traditions that were handed down to her and finding her own voice and her own way of doing things, she has completely emerged. She has found her voice, her creativity, and you will just fall in love with her. She is a divine example of what matrescence really is. A chance to mother ourselves, to hold the space for our own growth so we can grow through motherhood. Please meet Nagma Dawn and enjoy. This is the Happy Mama Movement, a weekly podcast dedicated to changing the conversation about what it means to be a mother and a woman in this day and age. I'm Amy Taylor-Cabaz, author, mama, and former journalist. After spending 15 years chasing news and burning myself out trying to be superwoman, I realized that I was chasing a dream that no longer served me and since then have dedicated myself to understanding the transition that we go through as women when our whole identity shifts with motherhood. Every week, I will bring you the very best insights and inspiration I can find to help us all change the way we feel about this time in our lives and create a movement that allows us to honour motherhood differently. Nagma, thank you so much for being on this podcast. I am so looking forward to my mamas, our mamas, hearing your beautiful voice and insights into what motherhood has meant for you. I'm so grateful you're doing this. Thank you, Amy. Thank you for having me. Let's start at the very beginning, as they say in The Sound of Music. Let's start (laughs) at the beginning of motherhood and what matrescence meant 
for you? How was motherhood when it first began for you? Oh, I've, it, it was really like a bubble, um, a bubble of, of ease really because I felt pregnant really easily and um, the two, um, and, I, and I fell pregnant before turning 30 for my two boys and I just, the, mater- the time I had during maternity leave, I just slowed down completely for each of them and then I was able to pick up the pace and continue part-time in my corporate career with our parents helping out here and there. But I was still able to spend all my time with the boys when I needed, when they needed me and to connect with them. So yeah, um, it was really uh, cruisy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, but then my husband, who's really supportive as well, Amy, um, really sold having baby number three to me. And so we did. And then this last pregnancy was uh, more complex compared to the others. And my daughter's first year um, was really tipped me over the edge of motherhood. Um, And that's despite the support from my husband and parents. I was just really exhausted from the chronic sleep deprivation that comes hand in hand with the realities of motherhood and um, the, I had um, some emotional overwhelm as well with the three young kids, um, with, with three young kids and a bit of an identity crisis. Mm. Yeah. Which is interesting and I think is really important for mamas to hear because sometimes this identity crisis, this questioning of matrescence doesn't show up at the beginning. You know, there's mm. been mamas in my program in my many programs who are coming to this questioning and discovering as their children leave home, they've only just started to feel this struggle of identity. So mm-hmm. it shows up when it shows up, doesn't it? Mm, it does. It does. <laughs> it's the universe just calling um, you to um, some sort of self-awareness really. So what yeah. was the struggle in your identity with that third baby, considering that you obviously had a a strong identity around being a mum to your boys. Do you mm-hmm. feel so? How did that show up? Um, I it showed up, I guess, with that. Um, I just sort of had some emotional peaks and troughs, and um, tears. Tears used used to just flow from me, um, and I didn't know where they were coming from, um, and so I. I you know, took myself off to the GP and just to get a bit of a, a feel of whether I was okay physically, mentally. And I was told I had a slight form of delayed postnatal anxiety. Mm-hmm. And um, learning this in and, in and of itself was pretty confronting because, you know, I, I just, you know, I thought I was, I was going okay. You know, as you mentioned, and um, a lot of mamas feel that way. Um, I thought I was confident in what I was doing, etc. So, yeah, um, that was the beginning of when I really started to let go of the high expectations I had of myself. And um, being the oldest, you know, of um, of an Indian migrant family, I, I really did have 
high expectations of myself. Mm. Um, and I really started to slow down and shut down all those external um, forces that were kind of influencing me. And I went inwards to find energy inside of me um, to stop that overwhelm. And then I started to listen to your podcast and your work with mamas resonated so much. Uh, and then the tears flowed again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they helped me to work through the overwhelm. And the game changer was when I met you in Melbourne um, with my two-month-old <laughs> um, three I years remember. ago. I yeah. I think I had the youngest baby um, at that uh, event um, mm-hmm. with number three in tow. And then, um, yeah, doing the work on myself through your programs um, with those um, such supportive, like-minded mamas has been life-changing, knowing that I was not alone. Yeah. I, I'm thinking. I've seen that in you in such beautiful ways over the last few years. But I just want to pause there for a moment around this um, letting go of expectations from everybody else and who you thought you should be as the eldest of an Indian family and the expectations that you had that in retrospect, in hindsight, weren't challenged that much with your boys. Mm. You were able to keep up with Mm. that expectation and what a gift that third baby was. Able to almost push you to the edge to say, nope, you're not going to be able to keep doing this at this level. Can you see that now and talk I about can. how that feels now to see that so clearly? Oh, it, I, yeah, I can. I just, this, there was this acceptance that motherhood could change me so much from my former self and, um, you know, trusting that it was meant to happen for a reason. Um, I've always believed that nothing is random, you know, um, with the spiritual practices that I've grown up with. Everything is happening to help grow us up. But, oh, you know, I am not the person I was before motherhood or even in the early stages of motherhood. Mm. Mm. But I I would really love to hear your thoughts on there's many mamas listening who have a very strong family tradition, very, very strong expectations around who they should be and, and their identity. Mm. And you are in a really beautiful position and one of the reasons why I wanted you on our podcast yeah. is because you've had to really redefine yourself within a, a, a family, a culture, a, a, a life that was very clear on who you should be. And that has been such a beautiful awakening and redefining for you. But there's many that listen and don't know how they're going to do that when there's so many expectations around them. Mm. Yeah, and I'm still honestly working through what I feel I need to do to, to break free from that um, those expectations, which really, Amy, they kind of, they, we put them on ourselves, don't we? Oh, totally. Um, oh, we do. And we have to stop being so hard on ourselves. And, and, and how hard I work is not my identity. You know, I've always been a corporate professional. No, it's, it's not that. And, and giving and, and breaking free, free from that fixed mindset um, took a lot, of, a lot of work, a lot of um, um, practices, little, 
tiny practices that I started to do after listening to your podcast and and listening to your meditations, which just changed changed uh, my uh, the way I affirmed myself. Um, so I um, really it's little practices like grabbing a chamomile tea and sitting down to write and and connect with my um, creative side again, you know, that I had before. Um, the structure of corporate life and and having three parenting three young kids and a housework to go for. Mm, that's right. It's it's this beautiful mixture, isn't it? Mm. The the spiritual awareness, the consciousness of what matrescence is and why you feel the way you do, but then following that up with the practical. Yes, those day to day moments or pockets that we get. Um, for example. Um, even just listening to music that moves me and, um, you know, using um, the essential oils that you've introduced me to um, for my well-being, um, well-being both physically and mentally, um, so the emotional side of things, have been so important in my healing and um, in my um in, in, you know, facing those moments of, of when I need to choose and on how to react with the kids and how to, um, how to move through the day. I've really seen that with you, Nagma, that these oils have been that extra tool that you needed to, and I feel the same way, but it's been this really lovely practical thing you can reach for to follow up in what's in your journal or in that meditation. It's that practical follow-up, isn't it? It is. And they have made me, um, it's tangible, as you mm-hmm. said. It's it's something that is not all um, about thinking um, positively and um, having those, you know, positive thoughts. But it's also about, um, it's, it's about being able to reach for something tangible to, um, to uh, inhale and um, and feel uh, your senses kind of relax and change with with the smell that you you've just you know experienced and they've I've I've seen it help the kids as well so it's not just me it's it's the family it's our family how we've really um, enjoyed diffusing the the oils and feel like um, they they can help us you know feel more enlivened or relaxed during the day. Mm. This is what I think we really need to be able to move through this time with grace and and come out the other side. Oh, Um, yeah. We need to have both the awareness, the the understanding, but then it has to be followed up with the tools. I love it. Yes, and I had to mention that it was, when I was writing, it was all about letting go of the old stories, that that having self-compassion and the self-kindness for myself is um, is not lazy. It's not selfish. It's not um, it's not for the weak or the you know mm-hmm. or the sick. Um, it's for it's for it's actually really hard work in itself. Doing this kind of work is the greatest form of work because when I when I was I could I could see the change when I was kind to myself, and you know. I always uh, remember being brought up with kindness begins at home, but really kindness begins within me. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was kind to myself, it, it totally, it, it, it vibrated out into my home and into the community. Um, um, it was obvious. It was obvious the change um, 
when I started to really focus on myself first. You shared with me a quote by Gabby Bernstein that's really resonated with you in this. Can you share what it is with the mothers and then talk about it? I think it's profound. Let's talk about it for a minute. I can't remember the book that uh, Gabby wrote that I picked this quote up from, but that book, uh, when I put that book down and finished it, and I really resonated, I just was in awe of her. She um, she said... um, that she had to learn how to mother herself before becoming a mother. Hmm. And for me, (laughs) I felt like I really learned to mother myself after becoming a mother of three. So, you know, as you said, she was my, she was my, my, my um, sliding doors moment. Yeah. And so what does that mean to you now to mother yourself? Um, It means to really, um, I guess um, not always put myself first, but to find time for myself more, mm. you know, because we can't put ourselves first in, in the young, in this season of, of motherhood where our kids are still young. But, um, you know, finding moments to prior, prioritise, you know, um, doing a bit of exercise, listening to a um, um, encouraging podcast, writing and feeding my my intellect, you know, instead of doing the dishes, <laughs> just giving myself permission to prioritize that over over what always needs to be done, um, and also really um, look. It started small, Amy, but now with with all that I have learned through your programs, I I am just so grateful to know that I have these tools like minds you know my my journal uh to focus on the positive mm-hmm. um and focus on on what I'm grateful for and humbled by and then also um to pray um which I was you know brought up um I have grown up with um you know prayers your affirmations um that have influenced me so much um, <laughs> um to the point where you know, I've started to be creative again. Yes. And this is what I wanted to hear from you is about how this has awakened a creativity in you. But before we go that I go there, I feel like I just I just want to reiterate that it is this the mothering of yourself is really this idea of honoring yourself, just as you would honor your child's feelings, check in, mm. see how they're feeling. Maybe they're hungry. Are they tired? What is it that's really going on? What do they need to feel better and to, and to be okay again? It's just that conscious awareness, isn't it? And that could be journaling, prayer, affirmation, going for a run, listening to a podcast, whatever, whatever it is, but it's the act of checking in. It is. Yeah. I love that. Yes, it is. Mm. Mm. Okay, so let's talk about this corporate woman that was juggling this phenomenal corporate role with two children and then the third one comes along and now is completely embracing creativity, has uh, developed these spectacular mandalas that women can colour in and draw to connect to their own creativity, has a book going to be published, has all of these phenomenal things that's come out of this place of finding yourself, how has that all come about? 
I'm not quite sure. (laughs) (laughs) As, as we all don't, you know, it just, it just suddenly happened. I didn't anticipate it, Amy. I really didn't. Um, but I know that I used to be quite creative and I know that, um, pausing my corporate career meant that I could um, not only be the space holder and honour myself in all my roles as a woman, mother, you know, um, wife, daughter, and um, all of those roles, but also to, um, yeah, as part of being a woman, to um, be creative again. You know, that was part of my um, essence. I always used to draw or write stories or make earrings even. Um, and, and in a way I continued that. So I used to, um, make time for creative play to connect with my kids. Um, and in a way to my younger self, um, in the day to day. And it's amazing how the boys have grown into these creative souls as well. And they use it as an outlet to unwind. It's just so lovely to see my boys do that. Um, and that in in and of itself was just so rewarding. Um, but that spark kept the embers within me glowing and kept me going every day. Plus, um, cooking is a, is a form of creativity in our household. And it was a way of, uh, especially in our Indian culture, it was a way to connect with my hubby. So I continued that. But then when I joined, uh, your longer program, um, this year, the beginning of this year, I didn't anticipate that my creativity would really begin to flow. And I would, I I just started to just do a little bit of self-discovery as part of that. I started to do the work, Amy, and your programs really encourages that to to really dig, dig deep and dive into who I am really now after becoming a mama of three. And I didn't anticipate, you know, that the story that I wrote um, towards the end of the year would be picked up by a publisher. Um, the manuscript would be accepted uh, to, 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 you know, um, be launched as a children's book. And I would be able to request voluntary redundancy from my corporate career, you know? <laughs> That happens. This is so exciting. This you know, I want every woman to hear listening to this that we, do, we we have no way of predicting where this is going to lead. But when you open up to it and start to undo those stories and beliefs and then redefine yourself and awaken parts of you yeah. that have been ignored because you feel like you need to do certain things as a mum and a woman, then look what the universe does. It's it's amazing, isn't it, Nagma? Mm, it is. Um, it is. It really is. I um, I didn't anticipate this at all, and mm-hmm. I was amazed how um, it continued. So that creativity, because we really talk about it in your program, and I, I you know, it really, um, it just made sense to start a blog about what I was doing with the kids. So engaging with my kids through creative play um, also helped me to practice my writing, and then I started drawing again as you mentioned I just felt like drawing um color in mandalas because coloring in really is just a beautiful form of 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 calming down and centering yourself and then I start in the mandalas I just felt like um, drawing them around your mantras um 
for the mamas in your circles as a way of saying thank you, Amy, mm-hmm. because they just really resonated with me so deeply. I'm mm-hmm. um, especially, you know, when we rest, we rise. I love that. And yeah. that just works so well with some of your circles. Mm. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's just such a beautiful reminder for all of us to get out of our head and stop <laughs> trying to plan this and stop trying to figure yep. it out and instead start with those little practices, mm. mothering yourself. Start with really checking in and asking and honouring and then, as I said, you have no idea where this leads. Mm. So where you are right now, mm. Explain, talk to us about how you feel about yourself and motherhood now. What has matrescence brought forward for you? You know, if someone had told me at the start of this year that going back to uni was part of the plan, Mm -hmm. I would have laughed because matrescence, I think, you know, going back to your first question was all about adulting as well, Mm -hmm. you know, and being a parent was being responsible all the time (laughs) but it's not it's about finding the fun and lightness and um that joy with our children that I I did have but I think I just was um I I really lost along the way Mm. and um I think having um being given this opportunity from my old corporation to go back to uni and start, you know, afresh with um, a potentially new career. Um, And then also, you know, the book itself, having been part of um, some of those, you know, um, um, belief systems that we carry about, um, uh, I guess, anything is possible and dreaming big and um, learning from our mistakes, taking risks, facing the fear of failing, but then persisting anyway, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, because that's where the resilience and the grit comes out, is born. Yes. Um, Isn't it? Um, oh, and when and when we when we realise all of that, that's when everything opens up, and that's when you start being really who you're meant to be, and you rise, and all of that. Yes, it it is about those lessons. It really is, Nagma. I just adore you and oh. your your evolution this year is so inspiring to to see what happens when we really step into this and as you said do the work face the face the inner stories and then when you heal them and start moving forward look what happens it's just beautiful thank you so much yeah thank you amy thank you so much Mm, thank you wasn't that beautiful mamas So many of you tell me every week that although you love the interviews with experts and authors from around the world, these conversations with mamas and their personal experience of navigating matrescence are what really inspires you. And I know this one would have done that too. 
please take a look at Nagma's beautiful first children's book just published called Aya's Flying Dreams. I'm not just saying this, but it is one of my little boy's favourite books. It's a beautiful story about dreaming and making dreams come true. And you can have a look at the rest of Nagma's beautiful creative ideas for mamas and children at creativemama.com.au. And thank you for being here. Thank you for continuing to share these stories with your friends and with each other. We really are creating a movement in how we talk about motherhood. So thank you. Satnam. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.